listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show, where wealth is empowering, purpose is crucial, and high vibes are non-negotiable. And now, here's your host, certified business coach and practical woo strategist, Sarah J. Larrero. Hey, biz babe, do you feel like you have a beautiful, big vision for your business yet are struggling to bring in consistent clients? If so, I totally know how you feel and I've got you. I used to struggle with getting and booking consistent clients when I first started my first business four years ago. But after implementing this amazing six pillar system that I've figured out for myself, I was able to get fully booked literally within a matter of weeks. If you want the same system, I'm actually giving it away for free in my fully booked in 30 days checklist for coaches and creatives. So you can find that on bit.ly forward slash fully booked in 30. That's capital F capital B, fully booked in 30. Check it out. I promise you that it is going to help you so much. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Up Level Your Online Business Show with me, certified business coach, Sarah J. Larrero. Now, in this episode, this was actually one of the episode topics that was requested from my Instagram community. It's all about four things that I'd do differently knowing what I know now within my first year and a half of business. So before I get into this, I also just kind of wanted to say that everything happens for a reason. And if I hadn't gone through all of these mistakes, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. And right now I feel really, really amazing about my business. I feel really amazing about the results that my clients are getting and how everything is aligning. Um, But of course, there are specific things that I now teach to my clients about what not to do in specific and just the things that I've learned along the way. So a, a huge part of this is just understanding what it is that really worked Um, and what it is that I was just kind of too stubborn to let go of, uh, especially in the beginning. So if you feel like you really want to grow quite rapidly and you feel like, you know, there's so much opportunity for mistakes or there's so much opportunity to just kind of like do things in a better way. Um, I think you're going to really, really appreciate this episode. All right. So My first year in business, four things that I would do differently. So um, if you're new on here, you probably don't know that I hit six figures um, in under one year, um, under the first year of my business. Um, And I've been kind of just really pushing my own glass ceiling with making multiple five-figure months and just a whole bunch of really amazing things that have come along with my business as a result of me just not being afraid anymore and just really, really pushing my limits and and seeing what I'm capable of doing, both seeing what I'm capable of doing and, um, and allowing my clients to also kind of push those results forward. And every time that they push results forward, it's it's almost like free advertising for me as well because like literally there's just, there's always such a big echo with your business, especially when you decide to go all in. So, all right. So without further ado, I'm going to be 
talking about these four things and I think that they are really going to resonate, especially with a lot of you who are listening, who are more so of a doer or someone who kind of tends to be a little bit more on the hustler side. Um, that's definitely where I come from. And although I think it's a really big strength and I, I don't love the way that the online industry completely bashes hustling and doing, um, I think it's such an important trait while, while it is really important and while, um, it is a strength, I think that we all just need to balance it a lot more. Okay. So when I first started this business, I was transitioning out of my previous business and my previous business, I was already getting fully booked. I was ready signing on back-to-back clients. I had a few different passive income products. I had a membership site. Everything was working really, really well. Um, and my first business primarily functioned off of Facebook ads. And so I was doing a little bit of posting in Facebook groups. I was doing a little bit of social media reach. So I did still get um, some clients organically. I got some really, really amazing clients just from organic reach as well. But my primary source of my community was driven by Facebook ads. And so I often teach the difference between Facebook ads and organic reach as Facebook ads are like the hair with the tortoise and the hair. So if you think about the race, like the hair is something that can go really, really quickly, but then gets tired really quickly as well, right? Whereas the tortoise is something that goes a little bit slower, but at the same time, like the tortoise can probably go for a lot longer, right? It's something that's much more based on endurance. The hair is something that's much more based on, you know, like the very quick strength of the hair. And so Facebook ads in online business are a lot more of the hair. They take on that type of characteristic, that type of persona within your business. And so while ads have worked really, really well for me, they've worked really, really well for some of my clients. I, if I had to do things differently, (laughs) I would work on a combination, more of a combination of ads and organic reach. Because the thing that happens with Facebook ads is they're really great for getting you one-on-one clients. And they're, they're also really great for just building your community in general. But If you're not balancing that out, especially when you're scaling your ads, if you're not balancing out the scaling with more engagement within your business, they are going to start getting colder and colder and colder for for you in terms of generating new leads and really building a more robust community. So I would definitely have spent more time on my organic reach, especially more time really learning my organic reach. So really learning a lot more about my different social media channels rather than applying one strategy that one person taught me. In fact, I'd probably hire a lot of social media management that much sooner because signing on clients through ads and just really filling up your programs is one thing. But for me and my business, it's just so important to also have the overall impact and just a lot of inspiration going on with my business. And I find that the more organic reach that you can do, um, the easier it is for people to know, like, and trust you. And with more visibility creates more impact. So 
more of an organic approach is definitely something that I've been focusing on after my first year of business. Um, not to say that I don't still do Facebook ads. I think I still think that they are an incredible way to get your brand in front of a lot of people relatively quickly. But that is definitely organic reach is something that I've been working on a lot more lately. And you can probably, this is just a little hint, but you can probably see something from me, some sort of launch or something that I'm going to be doing within the next year that's all about organic visibility because I am all up for it lately. It works so, so well. So number one, my ads worked really well, but I'd take on more of an organic approach as well during that time. All right, my first year in business, um, the thing that the second thing that I'd do differently would be to increase my prices from the get-go. And so I know that a lot of people feel really icky about increasing their prices, especially because they think, okay, well, if people don't want what I have at my current rate, how are people going to want what I have at my higher rate? And trust me, I have had all of the money mindset issues um, that a lot of new entrepreneurs have. In fact, I've probably had a lot more than the vast majority. But what I know to be true is that your ideal clients are going to resonate with your ideal price point. And so if you're constantly trying to discount yourself to please everyone, then you end up speaking to no one. And, and more specifically, if you're continuously wanting to discount your rates and have lower rates because you feel like no one can afford you, you're literally attracting people who feel like they can't afford you. Whereas if you work on your messaging, you work on your sales strategy, and you work on your energy to really match and align the people who do want to pay you your full price for your services and are really excited to pay you full price for your services, then you, you'll start to realize within your own business that that's just something that happens naturally and all the people who think that they can't afford you just end up um, not engaging as much in your business because you're not talking to them anymore. And so in the beginning of this business, I started out with a really, really low rate because I was in my head, I was just like, you know what, I have not coached someone in their business before. I mean, I had taken on a few scholarship clients previously, um, but I was just kind of wanting to get my feet wet, wanting to get a few clients to start out with. And I ended up just going for a very, very low rate for the amount of experience that I had within the field. My clients ended up getting lots of really amazing results relatively quickly, which was great for them. Um, but I thought that I had to ladder my pricing in a specific way so that I can kind of just gradually get up to the point where, where I felt like my expertise was. Whereas I, now that I'm looking back those clients would have purchased my programs at a higher rate anyways because of the fact that they understood quality. So they just knew that they were getting a deal essentially for, for the amount of work, for the amount of support, and for the amount of expertise that I was giving them. And interestingly enough, and this is something that I tell my clients all the time, I actually ended up getting more interest in my services and I ended up signing on more clients at my higher rates than I did at my lower rates. And this is just a testament of like attracts like, and you're really going to want to position yourself as the expert, 
as the person who's high support, high value, high quality, and all those things, and really live and breathe it, right? So walk the talk in terms of the quality and the quality of support that you can provide, and you'll find that you actually stop getting on the phone with people who think that you're too expensive. This is this is such a big truth, and it took me a while to really trust that. It took me a while to trust what everyone else was saying, but it, it couldn't be more true. So if you, if you feel like in your business, you really want to be at a specific rate, but you keep on getting on the phone with people who think you're too expensive or they're not willing to invest in, in your lower rate, then definitely increase to the rate that you feel like your services are at and start attracting those people. Start really creating all of your messaging around the person who wants to receive the quality, the person who wants to receive the value, and you're going to see a huge, huge shift in your business as well. All right. The third thing that I would do differently for my first year in business when I was just starting out is I would have trusted myself so much more. And here's the thing. We often hire other people to help us to do the things that we really want to do in our businesses, right? So we hire other people to help us with our sales strategies, to help us with our email funnels, to help us with our mindset, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And a lot of the times we're given suggestions, and I see this with my clients all the time, and that's why I really function off of a place of asking them the question of what they want to do. And sometimes it bothers them because they're just like, no, I want you to tell me what to do. And here's the thing, when you're always relying on someone else to give you the magic pill, to give you the secret key, to give you the secret ingredient, to just tell you what is going to work the best, it's always going to fall short because deep down inside of your gut, you know what feels the most aligned to you. And oftentimes we don't want to listen to that. And the reason why we don't want to listen to that is because we don't fully trust ourselves. We trust other people more than we trust what is going on inside. And so for me and my coaching with my clients, instead of just telling them, you know, like do this one thing. So instead of just acting like a complete consultant where I'm like, okay, this is exactly what you're going to do to see the results that you want to see. I give them a few different options. I say, okay, well, if you want to do a challenge or if you want to do a webinar um, or, you know, like if you want to do this specific thing on Instagram, these three things, these two or three things work really well. These are completely different strategies. These are the pros and cons of each strategy. The reason why I can give them all of that information is because I've been in the industry for so long. And I've tried and tested a lot of these different strategies myself. And I know that some of my clients work best with some strategies, whereas other clients work best with things that are completely different. And so I usually give my clients uh, a selection. And then I ask them, which one of these feels the most exciting to you? Which one of these feels the most aligned to you? And that forces them to make decisions from deep inside of them rather than just listening blindly to me. Whereas I've actually worked with people in the industry who haven't necessarily done that. And me seeing them as the person who is just doing better than I am and wanting to learn from them as much as I can, I've kind of I've tended to follow other people's opinions and other people's strategies blindly, even when it didn't feel good for me. 
So, and this is ultimately the difference between coaching and consulting and mentorship is that if you're hiring a consultant, a consultant will literally only just tell you what to do. You'll meet with them and everything that you're talking about, they'll just, they'll tell you what to do with each and every situation, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but that's not coaching. Coaching is what you do when you ask your client what they want to do. When you ask your client what strategies feel best for them, you want to make sure that when you're working with a business coach, that they know more than one strategy to get you results, that they know more than one thing, that they're not just reiterating this one thing that they learned in school or this one thing that they learned from their previous business coach. And so that plus the mindset work that you really, really do want from a business coach, a business coach who knows how to ask you really powerful questions that will shift you out of a place of thinking that things aren't working or thinking that you're too expensive and getting you into a place of abundance are really, really, really key. And in the beginning stages of this business, I was still relying on other people. I was still relying on other people's expertise and other people's, um, just basically the the things that they told me to do. I would just kind of do them blindly, even if I didn't really feel like they were going to be working for me. And of course the things that I didn't feel like were going to be working didn't actually work. And so once I actually started to listen a lot more to my intuition in my business, that's when I uh, literally like the first month that I started to just trust myself more intuitively was my first multiple five figure month. And I've been having a whole bunch of multiple five figure months ever since. And they've like, they've really, really been through a process of trusting my own intuition and my own gut knowledge more than what other people were telling me to do. And so that's super, super key. You're always going to want to make sure that you know how to do things in your business. You always want to make sure that you're, you have some sort of support system where people are teaching you how things work, what are the best strategies to implement for your business so you can see results that much quicker. But once you have that, and once you start to understand that and implement that, then what you also want to do is really hone in on that intuition. And so I really wish, especially with one of my launches, that I had listened to my gut a little bit more because I feel like the entire process would have just felt a lot easier for me and a lot funner for me, right? Because when you go into business, you don't want to make everything feel super, super hard. If you can make some things feel a lot easier and more in flow, then why wouldn't you? Am I right? All right. So, The fourth thing that I do differently in my first year of business is that I'd actually reach out to create a network of women who are at my level or higher much sooner. And this specific point is huge, you guys. I see this so much in my mastermind women as well. And so some of the women who were in my mastermind for the first round that I did starting March of 2019, some of them had already been working with me one-on-one and we just kind of renew different contracts that we can continue them into the mastermind. And I've seen a huge shift even with the way that they were thinking about business and the results that they were seeing 
when they were working one-on-one versus when they were working one-on-one and had a community and had a mastermind community and not just a community, but a community of other women who are also investing in themselves and their businesses. And that is really, really key. So it's very different to have a business friend where, and I'm sure that some of you can resonate with this, where you feel like you've invested in your business or you're really like putting in all the work and there's someone else who's just like, oh, I really admire everything that you're doing. And they're just kind of asking you about all of your knowledge. And so you almost feel like it's a brain drain because you're literally just telling them every single little thing that you know. And then by the end of your conversation, you're like, wow, I should really charge this person for business coaching because I feel like this entire conversation has just been take, take, take from the other person. And I haven't really been able to receive anything else. And this is a very common problem for women who invest in their businesses and who women who are doing and women who are creating a little bit more of a hustle versus people who just kind of consider their businesses to be a little bit more of a hobby. And here's the thing, when you invest, not just high level in terms of one-on-one coaching, but also when you invest in masterminds and different mentorship experiences where there's a group aspect where you can meet other women who are also investing in their businesses, it is huge. It is a very, very big deal because you get over the brain dump and then you start to exchange really valuable information with other women who also have something to give you in return. And this is by far one of the biggest gifts that I've realized this year in my business, but I would have totally done this so much sooner because it's incredible to have that type of support system for yourself where you're not just working with your coach, but you're also working with other women who are at your level or maybe even a little bit higher, a little bit lower than your level, but who can also give you so, so much and can, can literally give you just as much as you're giving them. And when you find that, and when I found that, when I started really connecting to and really starting to engage with other women who were at the exact same level that I was at, I could exchange so much more information with them. I could talk to them for hours about specific subjects and they would totally understand those subjects. I didn't need to explain it to them. I didn't need to explain what Facebook ads were. I didn't need to explain, um, you know, like how I made my 10 K month because they were already doing those things too. And so having those women and having, um, having a circle of women like that, having a support group was really, really amazing. And here's the thing, when you're first starting out, it often feels very intimidating to to do that, to find other like-minded women, to find other women who are investing in their businesses, to find other women who are really putting in the work themselves. And a lot of the times, a lot of women feel like it's competition. So, you know, like I'm a business coach. I can't be friends with other business coaches who do the same thing as me because they're my direct competition. Why would I be friends with them? Why would I be exchanging information with them? right? But those, those are your best friends in entrepreneurship. Those are the people who you can really go to for advice. Those are the people who you can create long standing relationships with because they 100% 
understands the position that you're in as well. And so if you feel like you don't want to reach out to the other yoga coach that you know who's doing really well because you feel like she might think that you're competition, just do it anyways. If you don't want to reach out to the other health coach who you are really admiring and you know who's at a similar level to you um, because you're afraid, because you're afraid of rejection, reach out anyways. You have no idea if that person will become your best friend and will really help you with your business journey. And really kind of finishing all of this off, the more support that you get and the more help and support that you seek, the faster your business will grow. And this is something that I already knew, which is why my business grew so quickly because I invested in support and I understood all of these concepts. I also understand that to amplify my results and to really grow my business, I just need to amplify all of those things that are already working. All right, so there you have it. Those are the four things that I would have done differently in my first year of business. I hope that that has helped you with just some different perspectives in terms of what a newbie entrepreneur's brain is thinking and kind of everything that you're going through if you've been in business for let's say like one year, less than a year, or maybe just two years and you haven't really hit the point where you've had a really, really good mindset with everything that you've been focusing on. And of course, this is always really fun for me to share because now you'll be able to see the big transformations in my business that I'm going to be making this year as a result of really being able to reflect on those four things. So I hope that this has helped you. If you have any questions about this or if there's anything that resonated with you a lot and you want to talk to me more about it, you can always find me on Instagram. I'm at Sarah without an H, J. Lorero, L-O-U-R-E-I-R-O on Instagram. Feel free to share this episode with anyone who you feel like really, really needs to hear it. I always love seeing when you guys listen to the episodes and share them with each other. It means so much to me because that's why I created this podcast in the first place. Have a wonderful day and thanks for listening. Hey, did you like or love this episode? If so, I would so appreciate it if you left a review and rated this episode on iTunes. It would literally mean so much to me. And if you have Instagram and are all up in your Instagram stories like I am, I would love it if you would share this episode with your beautiful followers so they can also get all of the high vibes, all of the free information that I'm giving you here. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show. If you enjoy our show and would like the show notes and free goodies about how to grow your online coaching business, head over to sarahjlorero.com for more information. We hope you'll tune in next time.